Greetings and salutations, beautiful souls. Mama Raven here. Welcome to another episode of Mama Raven's Madhouse. For those who dare to listen, grab something to drink, grab something to nom on. As usual, 18 plus, who knows the fuck is going to come out of my mouth today. I am joined by a very special guest. Papa Perch in the house. Woohoo! So, instead of me reading something of mine, my guest is going to read something of his, and we shall discuss what he shall talk about. Take it away, Papa Perch. I'm going to name this one um, Defined by Action. Man is defined by action he takes. He is rewarded by the joy his actions bring. Back in the Viking days, a soldier was only took into Valhalla if he gave his life for his beliefs. A question comes to the surface. What are your beliefs? Would you lay your life down on the line for what you believe and what you would you fight tooth and nail for it? I find power in my beliefs. They gave me the strength to get up and go to work, go to an appointment, or go to court. Also, it gives me the strength to look inside myself and pick apart my shadows. I use this inner strength to rise above any challenge that is laid before me at my feet, before my heart and before my soul and my spirit. I refill my strength with the good in the world, with the brightness in people and the light from the sun, the good acts done onto others unsuspecting and the ones who don't say they need help but you can clearly see that they need it and by performing services or acts of kindness or just helping out without intentions. That's what refills my strength. How do you refill your strength every day? My other half has discovered in very various religions what they all hold in common is that you're just supposed to be kind and nice and to live that way and walk that line as best as you can. In her words, don't be a dick. In my mind, because I am a spiritual person, I walk that line optimistically and I help those who are in need. I help those who do not ask. I help because I am an empath. What you choose to do with with your day is of great importance. If you are positive and put positive out into the world, then positive is what should be around you. If you are negative and do negative things and put negative into the world, then negativity will be around you. It is vital that we choose to be optimistic. We must choose a righteous path, one that is pure. If you look to a better self, a better world, and a better surrounding, then we will make a better life. And this doesn't stop just at life. This can also change the world. Do you want to change the world? Would you like to make a better life? We all need, need to dig deep and look for a better inner well-being. With all of the media, friends, social situations, schools, gatherings for family, we can all be pressured into being very upbeat, positive, uplifting person. But when presented with the obstacles, we tend to choose to just go with the flow or agree or maybe even take part just so we don't cause any trouble or cause an altercation. But this is wrong. There are not enough of us willing, willing to say this isn't okay and you should stop. Ask questions like, would you do this to your loved one? Would you do this to your life partner? Would you do this to your child? Would you do this in front of your mother or your father? I think if those questions were presented to people um, would have to change, would have a change of heart very quickly. There's been a saying that misery loves company. Well, I also think hatred loves company as well. So what would, so what I would like for you to do is ask those simple questions to yourself and or to the others that do not agree with you. But if you wouldn't do it around your family or in front of your parents, what gives you the right to do it when you're alone or with your friends? We all must vibrate on, on higher standards. You should push yourself and catch yourself when you find yourself slipping. No one else is responsible for you either, not even your parents. You are the one that has to answer for your actions, right? You are the ones or you are the one that controls yourself. You can do everything you want. I promote you to encourage yourself to be positive and happy. Treat every day like a gift as waking up is not promised to you. 
The way you handle yourself is a direct link to whom you have become and a good indicator of who you're becoming. There is no such thing as a perfect person, but there is such things like love, compassion, compromise, cooperation, connection. We take a lot for granted, and a lot of us know we have no idea we t are taking anything for granted until we find ourselves without. I really like that. That is my piece. Yeah. I like so. it. Thank you. You're welcome. So what inspired you to write that? Um, honestly, I was on my way to work and it just came over me. So mm -hmm. I put on my notepad and my speaker thing. So I'm hands-free texting that and just let my word vomit come out. <laughs> very nice. I like it a lot. Thank you. You're very welcome. <laughs> Uh, I just think it's a general thing that people don't push those envelopes every day when they come into an altercation or something like as simple as, you know, you're standing in line at a fast food restaurant and the person in front of you is giving the person at a counter like a hard time being more difficult than need be. You know, there's not a lot of people out there that are willing to step up and say, hey, you know, would you do this to your grandma? Would you do this to your kid? You know, maybe if somebody were to maybe interject something like that, could doll out a situation where there's no altercation. Yeah. Possibly. Or it could just furtherly <laughs> make them more upset. Yeah, it's all about the individual. But how do you know until you take a chance? Right, absolutely. That's very, very true. A lot of people are unpredictable these days, but you can't just assume the worst. That's right. Uh, excuse me. Confirmation burp. <laughs> I mean, the, the, the also the thing about, you know, the Vikings being taken into Valhalla because they laid their life down for their beliefs is that, that just, like, struck me to the core. Like, mm -hmm. how many of us walk this earth with those values? Right. You know? Right. More importantly, how many people actually have their own values that they've made themselves instead of just being told, hey, these are my values. Right. How many people have actually gone and reevaluated mm -hmm. their values? Because everything needs reevaluation. This is true. You know, how many people have lived their, their adolescence and then. They were brought into religion by their parents, and then after they left the house and spread their wings and fly, how many have reevaluated their own journey, their own spiritual journey, or their um, religious beliefs? Mm -hmm. You know, I think that at that time it it might be a good spot to go ahead and say, okay, maybe I don't agree with this, or I do agree with this, and then go accordingly from there. Right, and knowing that it's okay to change your mind, it's okay to change your beliefs, even if it's the unpopular belief, right. especially with your family and those around you in your congregation or, or, or group of religious people. I don't know the proper terminology, but yeah. <laughs> I guess that's why we say 18 plus, right? Right. <laughs> Who right. knows? <laughs> so, have what, what? What is your religious slash spiritual journey been? Well, in my adolescence, it was strongly encouraged to be um, Christian. Mm -hmm. um, not any particular part of Christianity, but to actually go to church every Sunday and sing the hymns and you know give to their donations, mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, I was recently talking to my mother about this, and she said that she didn't push any specific religion type on me, so that when I became of an open, I guess, elder mind to think for myself, that mm -hmm. I could choose my own. And so right now I'm walking a spiritual path, um, opening up to you know, the unseen and my, my guardians and learning more about that. And it's been quite a journey. 
a big thing to that is listening to the signs. And when you don't listen, they will smack you right in the face. <laughs> Would you like to give any examples? Well, um, I've been getting to rest quite a bit and um, didn't quite listen to that. I saw the signs, but I was like, yeah, no, I kind of, I'm, I know better kind of thing. And then I got sick where I had to sleep for two to three days straight. <laughs> and I lost out on two to three days and but you feel better now yeah I feel I feel better <laughs> um yeah so it's things like that where if you if you don't take heed in what they're putting out there they're gonna it's gonna happen <laughs> <laughs> you choose to do it or they'll make you do it yep so uh, it's it's been a brilliant walk and I'm very um joyful that my mom has never really put a religious belief or value in me like that that she left it up to me to be the judge mm -hmm. and i think that really helps that's awesome really yeah. a lot mm -hmm. i can't imagine coming from a strictly religious like christian background and then coming into spirituality and trying to happen to fight some of those beliefs away from myself so that I can open myself up to something else like spirituality. Right. So, very thankful for that. Well, that's good. I'm glad that you weren't forced to fit into any sort of belief box when it comes to that kind of stuff. Fuck boxes. I just don't like being tamed like that. You put me in a box, I'm ready to bust out of it. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm, I'm, I guess I'm just one that I don't like to be confined in what you think is supposed to be. Right. You want to just I'm that person at that counter, like behind that dude at the counter and they're both going at it. I'm that dude that's going to come up beside him and be like, yo, you know, what, do you think this is really kosher? Do you think this is okay? Right. Because, like, the rest of us are sitting here waiting. We understand you want your extra whatever it is you want, but, like, the, can, can you go about it the other way? Or I'll be the one to just be like, hey, man, what is it you want? Let me pay for it. Mm -hmm. You know? This man behind the counter, he's just doing his job. He, mm -hmm. he ain't got nothing against you until you leave this altercation. Right. And that's the other thing. Most people don't look at that part. Right. How they leave a situation. Right. Mm. I think it's just stupid being mean to people. I mean, I was a server for a waitress for 10 years with bartending and all that crap. So I was on the other side of customer service. So I just, I don't understand people being dicks. But. Well, back in my, my uh, younger days. Um, <laughs> back in my day. <laughs> in my adolescence. Um, I guess I had been guilty of being a dick here and there. <laughs> I remember traveling, um, going to, uh, you know, like a cafe or something and then having someone wait on me and it was like horrible service and leaving only one penny for their tip. I even had them come back to me, throw the penny in my face and say, well, he looks like you need it more than I do. That's the general waitress response. And you know, that kind of stuck with me a little bit. Because you don't realize that even though you're far away from your own home, you may not ever see these people again. Mm -hmm. You know, you're still leaving that mark of yourself there. Whether it's good or bad. That's why you should try to make it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. So. But no, I mean, like, there's shitty service. There's definitely shitty service. But, you know, there's, with me being a witch, there's, you know, I take a lot of factors into play with that crap, but. You know, it's, yeah, if you don't leave a penny, you just don't leave anything at all. <laughs> but, no, like, that, back in those days, that's, it's, it's, I know. that's where I was at. I, I felt like the service was that bad. It I warranted it. I feel you. You know? I understand. There's also those, those times where you, you see somebody struggling because they're handling 20 different people, you know, and then in that circumstance, I'm just like, right. I get it. You're doing your job and you're stretched thin. Mm -hmm. You know, 
But I think, you know, with that sticking with me, I've always been one to tip regardless how I felt the service was. <laughs> well, yeah, because the restaurant usually doesn't pay the waitresses. They only make a dollar something an hour, $3 an hour. Yeah. I remember sometimes at the end of my paycheck week, all of it went back for taxes. And I got maybe like five cents on my actual fucking paycheck. That's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And they put it on the customers to go do it. Other countries, they don't do that. You know, the restaurant takes care of their servers. And it's an insult to tip the, the servers. But here in America, you have to because that's how they live their life. That's their wage. That's their livable whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, they may, might make $150, $200, $300 for a night. But you know what? That might be their only night they make $300 fucking dollars for the month. And they have two, three kids at home. They're a single mom. They're trying to go to school. And, you know, you see that they got a big tip at another table. They're like, oh, I'm not going to give them a big tip because they just got a big tip there. No, it doesn't fucking matter what someone else does. Right. You know, if you can't afford to leave 15 to 20% or more tip while you go out, don't fucking go out. And don't let your fucking kids destroy the goddamn place. Like, if you can't. If you allow your kids, like, don't even try to wrangle them in. Like, I remember when I was in California, I worked at this place. It was a 24-hour diner named Norm's. And there was this family who came in. And they had, like, 8 to 10 kids. And I understand it's rough handling that many children. However, when you allow them to pour syrup into the sugar caddy and then dump it out on the table... And, like, draw in it, and you watch them do this, and don't say anything, because it's not yours to clean up. Don't fucking go out! Right. That's just rude. That is just rude. Same people who trash hotel rooms just because they want to, or, like, leave shitty tables because it's not their job to pick it up. Just fucking... <laughs> people don't like taking accountability. Yeah, I mean... Where I come from, if, if your kids are messing things up like that and you're not going to say nothing to them, you're going to at least clean it up. Like, I've been in a situation where my kids got, you know, syruped up pancakes all over the ground. I'll go ask the server, hey, you got like a broom and dustpan or a right. vacuum or something I can help you with this? Because my kids did this and I'm going to take responsibility. Precisely. Instead of just leave it all on you so you can curse my name when I'm walking out. And then not tip you at all. Right. No, I would If I'm going to leave a mess like that because I don't care about it, I'm going to tip you extra well. I know, right? But, you know, I guess I could, in certain circumstances, I could have been that person to just be like, no, you clean that mess and you don't get nothing. Which, that's horrible. Mm. Self-reflection's a bitch, ain't it? A little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I ran out of wine, so I need more wine. Or I would like more wine. I don't need more wine. I would like more wine. Okay. I shall return. So, I have a question for you. Yes. What started your spiritual beginning? Well. Or on your spiritual journey? My spiritual journey was kind of unique. I guess, I suppose most are. But... Um, with the recent light in the news about the Russian and Ukraine war, I couldn't help but think to myself, where do I want to be? Actually, I thought to myself, is this where I want to be if we were all to lose our lives in an instant? You know, in that white, brilliant light that you can see through your eyelids and see the bones of your body and the bones of your loved ones. Is this what I wanted to do? Is this what I wanted to be? Is this where I wanted to sit? And those questions that I asked myself were rather difficult to handle. Um, there's a spider on the floor. <laughs> Loki's chilling with us. Um, Continue. Anyhow. So, I basically chose to change my life up um, because I wasn't happy with where I was at and what I was doing. Um, 
Sorry, we're on a spider hunt. Yeah, he was right there. I don't know. He's somewhere right in this area. I was facing rather difficult times in my life. Um, I quit my job. I was taking care of my kids full time. Um, not feeling appreciated whatsoever. And uh, I guess I needed just a small nudge to go in that direction. And the, the spirits definitely nudged me. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to find more out and learn more and figure out that this is a righteous and pure and true path for me. And right now, if that light were to come, I would feel whole and rather at peace okay. with my actions and where I stand today. Okay. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> I mean, it's brought a lot of change into my life. And, um, you know, with the pandemic happening, there's been a lot of people that have been experiencing changes, whether good or bad. But I think a lot of these changes also have to deal with that inner question of, is this where I want to be? Is this what I want to do? Mm -hmm. Am I happy with myself? Right. You know? So I think even though if there's some listeners out there that are going through some troublesome times, maybe just have some solace in knowing that maybe these situations are working themselves out for a, a higher vibration, a, a better cause. Higher purpose? Yeah. Long, the, the long run game instead of just the short term. Yeah, it's hard to see that, that big picture, that 10,000 foot view. Mm-hmm. It is. But once you see it, you can't unsee it. This is true. Mm-hmm. What about you? What about me? What brought you on to a spiritual journey? Oh, Lordy Lou. Um, I've always believed that there was more. I've always known that there's more than our eyes can see. Um, I was raised in an Episcopalian household. I was an altar girl for like 10 years, and then I Hold went... on, hold on. Can you dumb that down for me? Because I'm a, a Christian background boy, so I don't know what that means. What does that mean? It's Christian. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's a branch of Christianity. Well, look at who has their blinders on. <laughs> it's, um, oh my God. It's like Catholic You said diet. Episcopalian? Episcopalian. 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 Okay. Right. Let me see if I can... Oh my phone? Do you have your phone? Mm. A phone? There's no Well... <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Be good. I got you. So is that like more like the Catholic side of things? It's, or? it's Catholic diet. Women can be in the church. Diet Catholic? <laughs> it's diet Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> is that no sugar hate. free too? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Let's see. This goes. There we go. Let's see. That's. Oh, it's a Protestant denomination. Uh, they believe in following the teachings of Jesus Christ, whose life, death, and resurrection saved the world. We, uh, we have a legacy of inclusion, aspiring to tell and exemplify God's love for every human being. Women and men serve as bishops, priests, and deacons in our church. Okay. So, I think in, the, the, in Catholicism, it's men only. Okay. So, um, I think that's my father's side. Um, he was Catholic. Yeah, my grandparents, um, they're, they both moved on, but they were both very strict Roman Catholics and very, um, adhered very hard to that. Um, you know, I was, uh, so I was in the Episcopalian church, got baptized when I was younger, got confirmed when I was like 14, 
which means rebaptized and like re whatever it as a teenager. Uh, excuse me. And um, then I walked away from the faith at 18, 19 ish. Um, just because it just wasn't for me. Too many questions, not enough answers, too much. Just it, it didn't feel like my truth. So um, I just kind of let it go and did my thing for a handful of years um and then just kind of kept my mind open i've always been a speculative person mm -hmm. um always dared to believe in more just because logically speaking for me it's illogical that this is the only plane of existence right like this being it and nothing else, no possible life anywhere else, we are all, that is it. I don't believe that. That's, logically speaking, that makes no sense. So, I've always believed that there was more. And with knowing that light is on different vibration levels, and it's only 1% of our, the spectrum that we're able to identify, you know, that 99% is not called you know it's not um named or it's not we don't we, we just don't fucking know what the fuck it is that means damn near any, or that anything is possible so i got out of or my baby daddy left then i got into another relationship and got married after knowing him for eight months it's not the best idea in the world people just to let you know because i ended up getting divorced at the beginning of this year so just saying um <laughs> Yeah, make sure you know the person. And if you get love bomb and then suddenly they fucking just stop, you didn't do anything, they're being manipulative, fucking leave. Anyway. Um. So I was being stalked for like a month by the number 66. Everywhere. Temperatures, times, percentages on my phone, license plates, fucking anywhere there's numbers. 66 was there. So I finally broke down after a month wondering what the fuck 66 meant. And it says, spiritually, it's an angel number. So I looked at the definition of it, and it said that a guardian angels were trying to get in contact with me. And then a lot of weird shit started happening. My shit started disappearing. My shit kept being moved. I swore I put one thing somewhere, but it was someplace the fuck else. It was getting more and more and more intense over a series of days. So I was out in my garage, futzing with my art painting and whatnot. A perfect circle of eight spiders surrounded me. And I looked up what what spiders meant spiritually and it came up with Loki. And I laughed hysterically because that made my life make a lot of sense. And it just felt right. It felt like truth. So I kept diving into that and talking to them, just opening up and saying, you know what, why the fuck not? What harm is it in trying it out? You know, if I don't like it, I can say I didn't, I, I don't like it, and I can go back to what I'm doing now. You know, I can, you know, literally what's the harm in trying something on? So I tried it on, and it fit like a fucking glove. <coughs> uh, started working with Loki, then immediately Lilith and Hakate came in and helped me reclaim my sexual power after I left my ex-husband, but husband at the time, um, helped me reclaim my sexual power, helped me find my confidence again, helped me realize that sex was being used as, like, a reward for me, that I was having, um, body dysmorphia issues, that I was putting, you know, I, it helped me realize a lot about that, I, the extent of the mental manipulation and abuse that I suffered in my relationships, um, how I was making excuses for them and allowing them to continue because I kept giving them chance after 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 knowing better. Right. So you would be able to say your optimis optimism on being open to the signs kind of led you into it. Yeah, and, and daring, daring to believe and say, why the fuck not? Right, because you know, in the end of it, you you know, like you stated that if it didn't suit you, 
mm -hmm. didn't fit you, you could just go back. Right, because, like, I know what how what it felt like for it to not fit because of the whole Christianity Episcopalian thing. Like, I knew what it felt like for something to not be my truth. You know, it doesn't mean that it wasn't someone else's truth. Because, like, my aunt, she's Roman Catholic. It works for her. And she fully believes in it. And, you know, it works for her. It empowers her. It helps guide her. It helps give her peace, give her comfort, give her strength you know, it, it, all the things that it's supposed to do, where I have the problem. And, and she, and the thing is that she, she accepts my beliefs too. Mm -hmm. She knows I'm a practicing witch. She knows I'm a heathen and she's Roman Catholic and she still loves me. She accepts my beliefs as my truth because they are my truth. And we, there's so many things that we, you know, that do cross over between her beliefs and mine that you know, we're able to understand each other. And because I know the, you know, Roman Catholic beliefs and we can talk about it and I respect her beliefs because they're her beliefs, they're her truth. So we're able to go on. I have this cleaning lady that's fucking awesome that I want to get her on here one time. She's Roman Catholic too. I don't know about Roman Catholic, but she's Christian. Um, and she doesn't believe what the Bible says, but she believes what Jesus, Jesus teaches. Mm -hmm. I believe what Jesus teaches as well. Yashua, Jesus, is one of my ascended masters that I work very close with. And it has nothing to do with the Bible. Right. It has nothing to do with Christianity. Right. It has to do with the example that he set. Mm -hmm. You know, help those who can't help themselves, defend those who can't defend themselves. You know, don't judge. Be nice. Help out. Don't be a dick. <laughs> like, just don't be a dick. It's so simple. Don't be a dick to yourself, to the others, to the environment. It's so easy. And, and like, ugh. Anyway. So, we can bond on that. We can talk about Jesus. We can talk about the angels. I have Archangel Michael, Gabriel, Metatron, all them fuckers on my side. Mm -hmm. You know? And on top of that, you know, I work with Lucifer. I work with Lilith. I work with, as you know, Loki. I work with a lot of the more shadowy side and the... the quote-unquote demons i call them free thinkers but you know <laughs> the english language is kind of fucky <laughs> yeah. so like i don't know like one of the things that i didn't really appreciate about the christianity was that it, it empowered people to go to church and then walk outside of that line for the rest of the week and be like, oh, well, I'm going to be forgiven. I can see that, yeah. the uh, That's the thing. They don't put in the accountability. You know, well, that's just the way it is now. Who knows if that's how what it was meant to be. I don't know. I, I don't think it was. I mean, like, you have your 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 true walk the line, you know, Bible thumpers. They believe it wholeheartedly, and they put it through their entire life. And, and so, like, when a person would you know, come in contact with me and I'm telling them that, that I'm, you know, I'm a spiritual person and I don't necessarily believe in, you know, just one thing or one mm -hmm. religion, you know, if they're really Christian and they really, you know, believe in that and they've given themselves to Jesus, there's, they're not supposed to be judgmental. They're not mm -hmm. supposed to be like, oh, well, you're, you know, I'm going to pass my judgments upon you. Right. You know, they're supposed to be okay well then you know i respect your beliefs yeah not you're gonna burn in a hell of holy fire <laughs> right it's like who the fuck are you you're not god i mean i have <sighs> so many christians that you know they they show up to church they sing the hymns they they look like they belong there like they don't ever leave but then you come in contact with them in the real world and it's like you do what yeah, no, those aren't the people who use religion how it's supposed to. Those are people who use religion as an excuse to not take accountability. This is true. They're the people that weaponize religion. They're the people who force religion on other people. I have no idea who said this, but it is amazing. They said religion is like a dick. It's okay to have one. It's okay to be proud of it. But the second you start taking it out and showing it to everybody and <laughs> flopping it in everyone's face and shoving it down their throat, that's when there's a problem. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just like, you know, I'm 
spiritual so like somebody asked me i'll let them know but if if it never comes up it never comes up i don't right. bring it up i don't need to it's for myself right exactly that's a lot of things that concerns me about social media and the spirituality thing becoming mainstream is because what's the pattern of things going mainstream and viral or whatever is that they'll become mainstream, it's what everybody's going to do, and then some group of assholes is going to fuck it up, and then people aren't going to take it serious anymore, especially the ones that are on the cusp. Therefore, they're going to go and shut it down and probably never want to look again. Because they're like, well, that didn't work out the first time, and it's not cool anymore. And it's like, it's always that one group of assholes that fucks it up for everybody else. Yeah. Unfortunately, there's always that group. But, you know, uh, maybe, you know, some of the listeners that listen to this can go out there and spread that message of mm-hmm. think twice. Is this something you would do in front of your mother? Mm-hmm. Or, or dare you... to actually think and not just react on autopilot. Right. Maybe that's the problem. That was the biggest part of my spiritual awakening was that you are in control of yourself. There's nobody else responsible for you, your actions, whatever comes out of you. It's all you. So you have the time to sit and think before you react. That was a huge one for me. What was the most unexpected part of your spiritual journey so thus far? Because it hasn't been too long. Um, The most unexpected... Uh... It would have to be some of the visualizations that I get while meditating. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just... And, and learning about some more about um, my reigning deities. You know, it's just things that I wouldn't have expected. Mm-hmm. You know, I, you would have told me things like this, you know, years ago. I'd have been like, oh, what are you on? <laughs> But now that, you know, this is actually truth and it's happening, it's it's eye-opening. Or third eye-opening, I should say. <laughs> um, still trying to figure out exactly, um, and that's the thing with this, there's like no exacts. When it, they come to you, but they don't necessarily always divulge all the pieces of the puzzle all at one time. Well, no, they can. It kind of ruins the whole human experience. Right. <laughs> and plus, then, you knowing the results of it will thus change the results of it, thus you avoiding that actual result. Well, yeah. Or, you know, I think also, like, maybe if I knew everything, I would just stop. Right. I wouldn't have a reason to continue. Right. Other than the facts of, like, the core core values of like okay i i need to balance myself um the way i'd react to things is all me shows volumes of the character i am you know the the person that i aspire to be mm-hmm. so uh, that in itself just keeps me going um you know I, I like the whole don't be a dick to people for sure um but it's not not horribly easy to stay on that path unless you have something to kind of keep you corralled into it because your human nature wants to just sometimes go out and fuck shit up but how to fuck shit up conducively to your evolution right (laughs) um i have found that like i've been getting compliments about how just tamed i am um kind of sound because I'm getting compliments from people that aren't spiritual, so like it's kind of like a plethora of different compliments. No, people who've known you for a while. There are those ones. people that have known me, like my mother, for example, or you know my boss. Um, they've noticed the changes too. They're like, man, just something about you's different. And you're like, you know, you're so much more upbeat and positive, but at the same time, you're so like, I, like centered, like you know, pulled in to the point where anything could come up and I'm just, you know, I'm sitting there thinking before I'm reacting. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just so much better. So much better. Okay. It's so much easier to not have to combat, well, why did you do that? Why did you say that? That hurt my feelings. 
things like that. Because if you really just take the few seconds or minutes it takes to kind of process and and uh, divulge what your brain needs to to think about it, um, then you you come out on top. You you don't have to fuss with the rest. You're not emotionally responding, or you're not emotionally reacting. You're mentally responding. Exactly. Okay. Yeah, and I, I think that's that's a pattern that a lot of people get into is responding with their emotions which can be a volatile thing absolutely yep i've been there yeah (laughs) we've all been there yep i've definitely been there but you've grown and that's how things are supposed to be when you do shitty things you fucking learn from them and don't do them again (laughs) and if you happen to do it again you got some more to learn yes What's been your favorite part of your the spiritual awakening thus far? Um, to be honest with you, just not having to deal with the the fussing of well, this is why I did what I did. I'm not questioned anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was a big thing too, because like I I don't have to be questioned. Well, why did you do it this way, not that way? Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's no. No wandering left to be wandered, you know? Right. It's just truly amazing. Mm-hmm. It's truly nice to not have to fuss with all of that because that's it can be burdensome, it can it can diminish your light. It can make you want to crawl into a hole and stay there for days on end. Makes you want to have the world just swallow you up. <laughs> just the guy just open her mouth and go. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and it's all because you, you responded with your emotions rather than intelligently thinking, man, whatever comes out of my mouth, I'm responsible for. There was a teacher who did this really cool thing with her uh, grade school students. And she gave them all tubes of toothpaste and things of shaving cream. And she told the kids to go crazy with it. So they did. And she said, now, put them all back in the containers. Uh And the kids just froze. Because they couldn't. And she said, this is like your words. Once it's out, it's out. You can't put them back in. So you need to watch what you say. I was just like, damn, that's yeah. fucking deep and perfect, <laughs> especially for the kids. It's interactive, can they'll understand that. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of adults that need to do that shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, here, make this mess. Okay, now you see, <laughs> this is this, you don't do this. Right. <laughs> now clean up your mess. <laughs> I think a, a lot of people just fear what they're being judged by, like, just random people out in public you go out you know with your family and you're on your way into wherever you're going and you see trash on the ground and there's a lot of people that will just walk right past it Mm -hmm. but i mean it's it's that idea of oh well if i stop and pick this up you know these people that don't even care don't even know me don't even care about me whatever well what are they gonna think Mm -hmm. you know i think there's just way too much of that way too much yeah, I learned a while ago to not really give a fuck about what other people think. Because when I was growing up in middle school, I wanted the attention. I was always looking around to see if people were looking at me and all that kind of crap. And no one ever was. So I just got to a point where I just accepted that <coughs> no one ever was looking at me. And I just felt, I got comforted by that invisibleness. And like, you know, it doesn't even matter if people do look at me now. Like, I legitimately don't pay attention. That spider go up on you. I hope not. It's alright. Loki's my friend, too. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it's, it's too many people care about what other people think. And it's just like, it, it. what really bothers me is like, it's okay to do that with your family and your, you know, your direct people that you're hanging out with, your friends. To your, an extent. Your, uh, your social supports, I suppose. I would have to say but like you're the people that are just in the same store as you doing whatever they're doing right. have no ties to you whatsoever like why even burden yourself with that right you know right let's just get that knock that thought right out of your head right. like 
it is what it is. And if that person, any of those people do say something, their life has so little to do. Like, they, they don't have much to do that they're taking time out of their life to, to pick on you or give you a hard time. Like, think about this. Time is irreplaceable. You affected someone so much. You are that powerful. Your presence, your mere existence and presence amongst this person is so powerful that they cannot help but to take time, irreplaceable time from their life, to fucking give it to you. Yeah, it's probably some fucking mean shit, that, but that shows you that they're insecure about themselves and that they're giving you this energy, this time, and this power, you know, saying whatever the fuck that they're saying. Like, your presence disrupted them that much because your presence is that unique. It is that special. It is that powerful that pissed some lower being off. So they're like... Yeah. Carrying it up. Literally, all it is. That's how bullies are. That's how a lot of people are. It's awful. And that's the other thing. If you are a customer service worker, I was a waitress for 10 years and a bartender. I've worked in gas stations. I've worked places. I understand people. I worked a graveyard shift in fucking West Hollywood at a diner. I have worked at a small Chinese restaurant out in Maine. I know the various types of people. I worked in a fancy fancy schmancy white glove lobster restaurant in Maine like I understand people but customer service workers waitresses servers if you are dealing with a Karen or what's what's the male version of that a Carl I was gonna say a Richard (laughs) 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 whatever if you are dealing with a um (laughs) difficult human being that is a toddler in a adult's fucking body and you don't want to deal with them, don't give them what they want. Because you're fucking enabling them. Yes, I understand you don't want to deal with them. But you know what? They, you, you are proving to them that what they're doing works. It's just literally like a child. If a child is throwing a tantrum because they can't have a sucker, are you going to give them that sucker just to have them shut up? No. Because you know that that's rewarding their bad behavior. Therefore, next time you say no, just like you did this time, they know all they have to do is throw a big enough fit to get on your nerves enough, and they'll get what you get what they want. So if someone did this from a toddler stage, did this into their teenagehood, and just bitched up a fucking storm every time they didn't get their way, and someone gave them their shits, they're like, oh my god, this works, so I'm gonna just keep doing this. So that's what they do. So stop enabling them. Yes, it's going to be a bigger pain in the ass. Yes, they're going to fucking cause more issues. But you know what? Don't fucking enable them. They're going to be worse to somebody else and probably get popped in the fucking face with someone's fucking fist of fury. So don't put that on your karma. Let karma deal with the karma because you ain't karma. Don't fucking revenge your own karma because no, just no. When I come across a Karen, I can't help but think how many companies they've written about. Like, you know, they get their favorite product and they're like, oh, I love this stuff. I wonder how I can get more. Well, let me write a complaint. Right. And then they get, you know, like a free shipment right. or whatever. Sometimes a, a lifetime supply or, or a, maybe even a refund so they can go out and rebuy it again. You know, that's what I think about when I come across a Karen. Oh, yeah, no. It's, it's like how many... How many things have you gotten over on the system to get your fill? Right. How many good-hearted people have you fucked over just because you want whatever the fuck you want? We had that toilet paper uh, shortage. Oh. I bet you every one of them was sitting there writing letters, right and left, talking about, come on, come on, Cottonelle, come on. (laughs) God, that was ridiculous. You know that's going to be in history books, right? It's going to have to be. The toilet paper shortage of 2020. <laughs> Due to People the are going to be like, what the fuck? <laughs> that's what you guys are worried about? I mean, really? <laughs> you know what? I'm a carpenter by trade. And um, I've worked in plenty of people's houses. <laughs> My job was considered one that just won't fucking stop. So even through the pandemic, I worked in people's houses. And it grossed me out to see the amount of toilet paper that they had in their closets. 
I mean top pack from bottom to top. They ain't even using the shit. It's just there. Like, stockpiling it because we're about to go through some crazy crisis, but I'm sorry, but, you know, there's natural ways to handle your shit, too, literally. Um, and then the, the whole thing about, like, taking away from the diaper, sh diaper shortages and the, the formula shortages, all this stuff, like, I get that the people that were supposed to be working, making all this stuff, weren't able to do it, but it's these motherfuckers that go out to the store and take it all away for nobody else to have. Oh. Like, there's somebody out there that's got a closet full of formula. Well, there's, there's some babies out there hungry. There's this chick on TikTok who did something to sign up to get free formula. Uh -huh. And she just dumped it down the fucking sink because she said, see, look how easy this is to fraud this shit. How dare you guys use the government money and put formula down the motherfucking sink. Hold on, my spiritual self needs a moment to process that. <laughs> Sorry. Being a father, too, like... Yeah. Mm. Well, it's safe to say that, uh... Karma got her. Right. Like, you don't... That's uh, just something I'm gonna leave alone. I'm not even gonna respond to that. No? <laughs> nope. <laughs> Probably the best action that I could take is no action at all. It's just, uh, you know, it's troublesome times we live in. And I think if people really did some self-reflection and took some time rather than acted on their emotions, the world would be in a better state. Right. Yeah. That's just insanity. I don't, I don't know. There's a lot of... I don't understand people. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> oh, well, shit. Any advice for the parents out there? Um, or parents-to-be... Parents to be or parents already. Any tricks or tips that you've learned throughout <laughs> the year? Oh, onesies? When you have a poop explosion, roll down from the shoulders. <laughs> um, some explosions are just too much and um, a bath is required. And if you have more than one child in the home, it helps to bring them in with you. Like, into the bathroom. So that you can help observe them while you're taking care of a crazy explosion. Um, the other thing is, is you know those towels that you want to throw away because they're not being used or they're too scraggly or the washer's kind of torn them up? Keep them, motherfuckers. And you can put them on that. So if you, you don't have time to do the bathing thing, you can put them on that towel. You can get them cleaned up. You can just throw everything and the towel away. That's good. Pretty, yeah. pretty simple. Uh, can help you out in a bind but the biggest thing is parents take care of yourselves you can't take care of your kids if you don't take care of yourself you need that that little 15 minute break have your chocolate bar and the fucking candle and some serenity music go for it do it um plan some time out for yourself a lot of us get lost in in child rearing that we don't we go wholehearted on it because that's what we feel is best for our children is so that we don't start taking care of ourselves and it's just the wrong way because you get burnt out and you get burnt out quick and then that usually ends up to yourself you know fizzling out and sometimes it can be uh bad so the biggest thing is plan a little bit of time for yourself every day there you go you know, uh, in my experience, 15 minutes was about all I could get. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, even at the end of the night when the kitties are sleeping, do you. And then, you you know, you take at least an hour. Then you can start planning for the next day. You can start prepping, too. Prep is, like, key. <laughs> it is key. Like, I watched this baking show. This lady had... Uh, she was always talking about her kids and stuff. And she was always saying, like, 
at night when they went to bed, she would make their breakfast right then and there. Mm -hmm. And so when she got up in the morning, all she had to do was be like, here's your breakfast. And it freed up like an hour and a half of time in her day. Right. You know, to continue on and be less stressed. I like it. Yeah. So that's that's my, my key to you is prep and, and take your own time for yourself because your mental stability is of utmost importance. Absolutely. Yeah, because if we're not there for ourselves, we can't be there for our kids. Also, uh, this is not on that topic, but, you know, dare to challenge yourself, dare to challenge the situation that may arise because, you know, people need to really think outside of the box because if we handle things like we're used to or what's considered normal, which I don't even know what the fuck that is, you know, it, it could diffuse situations that could potentially be hazardous. Absolutely. Yeah. Hmm. That's all I got. <laughs> Nothing else? Anything else? Any questions for me? Uh, do you have any um, inspirations when it comes to your art? And people who inspire me? Yeah. Um. Style-wise, no. Um, but, I mean, I've... Mom, my mom um, made sure I was educated in various artists. She took me to art museums. My grandfather's, or my late grandfather's wife, um, or ex-wife, or widow? I don't know. Um, wife uh, took me to some of the art museums when I was in my adolescence, which was amazing. Um, and I always like Van Gogh, Monet, you know, the greats, Degas, um, the Degas little dancer, the sculptor, the sculpture was, oh, I love it. Um, so I've always been inspired by the artistic expression. I've also been growing up extremely jealous of how amazing they are. And I still have, I still struggle with an artistic complex of, you know, because I know I can always improve, so being able to appreciate my art for what it is as it is, is um, difficult for me, because I just see the mistakes. Unless something's, like, absolutely spectacular, like I just finished this one piece um, with black light, and it just, it looks like two different paintings, and when I, my strip lights go crazy, it literally, the, the picture dances, it's just so cool how it looks. Um, and I'm very pleased with that, but I can still see the parts I fucked up on. And, but there's too many good parts in it that I just can't focus on the bad parts, which is nice. But, um, no, style-wise, it's, I mainly do, like, space and whatnot and the fantastical and things that could, could or could not potentially exist. Okay. But, no, I don't have... You know, I'll watch it on YouTube. The world is my inspiration. Just people, the expression in general is my inspiration. You know, I do it for me because I didn't, when I was in California, I didn't have my moon and my stars due to the smog and the pollution that was there. And I needed it. I need it. So I created it myself. I didn't have the beauty I needed, so I created it myself. And still to this day, even though I have plenty of beauty around me, I still fucking paint. <laughs> and I will forever. Okay. Yeah. Anything else? No. No. Well, thank you everyone for joining us on another episode of Mama Raven's Madhouse. For those who dare to listen, thank you, Papa Perch, for joining me. More than welcome. Hmm. He'll be back. I have an episode that I still need to edit with Papa Perch and another guest, Vexy, or Vex. He is a furry, and he is fucking awesome. Um, the sound on it's iffy, but oh the fuck well. I'll probably release it as a bonus episode. Um, but 
I shall release it within hopefully the next week or so. So, yeah. Drink some water. Get some rest. Do something to spoil yourself and to make you smile. Dare to believe. Have a wonderful day, night, evening, morning existence.